Roland Letiba is the Accenture Security Lead for Africa. We're going to be having a fantastic discussion on where we are on the continent with uh, you know the security risks that are being posed. It's been two years since the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic, and the initial sprint to digitize has matured into long-term digital transformation across the industry sectors. And it's been fascinating to watch over the last two years. The pace of technology has been extraordinary, accelerated with the need for business to fast track their digital transformation, both in how they serve their customers and manage their workforces. Now, in this particular episode, we will make sense of the leading technologies that are shaping strategic conversations and how these technologies are making an impact in a South African context. Most importantly, we will discuss how to implement transformation technologies and drive innovation in a way that is secure from the start. So what a great pleasure it is to welcome you, Boland. Thank you so much for joining me. I mean, I'm sure you as a professional and both you and I are very passionate in this. I mean, the last two years have just been extraordinary in the digitization digitization that organizations have had to transform uh, with their workforces working remotely. I've never seen anything like it in my career. Oh, definitely. Thanks, Aki, and, uh, and uh, good morning to your viewers. Uh, yes, I mean, the the COVID pandemic has really changed the landscape in terms of digital transformation. You know that uh, many organizations have for the past 10 years been on this journey of digital transformation and, and uh, others have been successful, others not so successful. But when, they, when the COVID pandemic started uh, two years ago, it fast-tracked digital transformation and that had security connotations. How do you then protect the organization now that the boundary has now moved outside of the traditional office space into anywhere uh, your, your um, employees could be. So it really changed and fast-tracked the digital right. transformation. Oh, it's absolutely fascinating. And, uh, and I've been reading quite a bit of the research that uh, Accenture has been putting out um, and the trends. It's really quite fascinating what you're picking up from the businesses that you guys are you know, involved in and consulting with. I mean, when you look at the trends uh, that are having an impact on the IT and OT landscape, well, what, would you say what would you say those well, are? Actually, we are continuing to see increase in the, in the uh, ransomware uh, attacks and the, the the evolution of ransomware. We are seeing increased speed of delivery techniques, uh, uh, the sophistication of the ransomware attacks, and these groups launching these attacks are working together. The the sharing ideas and they they sort of corporatizing a, a, a ransomware attack. I mean, we've seen in the U.S. Uh, uh, colonial pipeline how it was attacked and they paid the ransom uh, and they never got their data back uh, or at least they didn't fully recover from, from that uh, incident. And we've seen many others in Iran where the, uh, the Iran railways were attacked by ransomware and many other places. I mean, we know about locally here that we, we've seen a lot of uh, ransomware attacks published in the media. And we also ask seeing crime way you know they they they, they um they they steal uh, uh, data and they sell it on the dark web 
uh, and we have seen a credit bureau in South Africa in the past weeks uh, uh, having been attacked. And and these guys are clever. We have seen now um, uh, that they not just attack an organization, they also use your third parties uh, to pressure you to pay the ransom way. I mean, we've read on the media that this credit bureau has been now being pressured. All the the hacker groups are now talking directly to the third parties to say, hey, if you don't uh, pressure the victim, we are going to release the information about you as a third party, not necessarily the victim. So it's 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 mm. it's it's a really organized uh, and well-funded uh, 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 threat groups. That's a, that's actually quite scary, Boland. I mean, I mean, we hear about these things globally, and we hear them about them locally, and it really can cripple a business. And and just to your point, I mean, the fact that these guys are collaborating together. They seem to be getting very creative in their approaches, right? I mean, uh, they, they, they're thinking out of the box. They're thinking laterally. Um, and, and, you know, the, 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 these kind of things have a devastating effect on organizations. Um, and, and the problem is, you know, how do you mitigate that risk? And how do you actually protect against these kind of attacks that, you know, many organizations face every every, every single day? Yeah, actually. it's 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 really a difficult um, and challenging uh, task, particularly I can remember if you are a business, you will have uh, your third parties, right? People connecting to to your organization yeah. and and now you can secure yourself, but what about your third parties? That's some of the things that organization needs to start looking at. Broader risk assessment to understand the the uh, how, what is the security of the people connecting to you. And I think this 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 touches on one of the topics that we are going to discuss around protection of personal information act. That one of the elements of the of the act is that when you share information. As the data collector, you need to make sure that the receiving party has enough protection for that particular data that you are sharing. So, so again, it goes back to the third party risk assessment. You need to make sure that your third parties have got the, their basics right. And you also need to, to ensure that you've got proper incident response. When things happen, and they will happen, mm -hmm. you've got a, a, a plan on how you're going to address those things. Uh, companies also need to collaborate more uh, in the in the uh, with their industry peers to share ideas, to share threats, to to, to share how best they yes. can approach uh, these uh, these threat threat groups. Without that, the threat groups guys are collaborating. They are working together. They are sharing ideas to deliver more devastating attacks. Yeah. So companies need to start forming industry groups that will look at this topic specifically. To, to, to have an approach on how they're going to deal with it. You know, Boland, I really like what you said. You know, I mean, if these guys are collaborating on how to attack your organizations, I mean, organizations are all in silos at the moment and very few are collaborating in terms of what the security risks are, what they're doing, sharing ideas. I mean, let's unpack that for a second because, I mean, that's such an, it's such a great point that you make. I mean, what would your advice be to clients to simultaneously introduce and scale their cloud operations and secure their network. I mean, you did say about collaboration. You did mention about making sure that you understand where those third parties are. But there's a lot more that people can do. Um, what are your thoughts well, on that? Uh, 
So you see, many organizations are, are going through this cloud journey and migrating way close to the cloud. The, the best policy is always to secure from the start. You know, bake security in as you start the journey and, and build the standards and compliance from day one so that you can start to understand that every step of the way you can go back to the standard and compliance and say, I need to comply to this thing. What are the regulatory requirements for this data that I'm moving to the to, to the cloud? Uh, am I compliant? What are the security standards that we as an organization have adopted? And are they applicable or do we need to change them as we move to the, to, to, to the cloud? And organization also needs to adapt to, to, to how businesses and ICT landscape has changed and make sure that they, 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 they've got enough, uh, I would say, business or organizational uh, uh, culture to accommodate change in a secure manner. Okay, now I love what you said about baking it in from the beginning, right? I mean, that's, that's the way it should be. You know, that's the core of the business operation and start thinking about security first. And, you know, it's interesting you say that and you look at the analysis that's been done by, you know, organizations like the World Economic Forum, for example, and many of the top uh, research that's coming out abroad and, and, the, and the research coming out from Accenture, highlighting that cyber threats are in the top three, if not the most uh, biggest risk globally. Uh, to the stability in the world, you know, and in fact, they're, they're placing, you know, even COVID, for example, has dropped down that list. Cyber is about co above COVID right now, just in terms of the risks that we face. Um, and of course, you know, with organizations adding additional layers, you mentioned that, you know, the cloud operations and, you know, there's, there's a lot more complexity yes. in organizations' networks today. And I guess that, that must be a, a quite a daunting task for many organizations, how do you secure so much complexity? Yeah, I, I was chatting to a chief information security officer of an organization uh, here in South Africa, and I was encouraged by, you know, the discussion around the majority of C-level uh, executives in South Africa in understanding the risks uh, around uh, cyber uh, and, and related technologies. And what she said was they have adopted in their organization a zero priority for information security. That means when there is an information security threat, risk, it takes number one priority over their actual business activities. And I think that starts to, to, to tell you that, uh, as we have mentioned again, uh, World Economic uh, uh, Forum talking about cyber as one of the top risks uh, uh, globally. It is true that we have seen with a, 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 a colonial pipeline in the U.S. that the northeastern side of the U.S. didn't have uh, the fuel for a number of days because of the attack. Uh, so these are mm. devastating. Devastating. There is a um, a, a, a water treatment plant that was attacked uh, in the U.S. as well, where the hackers started mm. messing with the with the chemical content of the uh, treatment uh, chemicals into the water. I mean, that's life threatening. If that water is released to, 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 to the public without uh, detection, it might have serious, serious uh, um, uh, life-threatening or even death uh, in, in that population. So cyber is really and truly a, a very critical uh, risk that organization needs to pay attention to and take very seriously. Mm. 
It's, it's interesting how many people are adopting what you said, you know, the zero trust attitude. So I guess what you're saying as well is that we, when it comes to ransomware threats, uh, you, you must assume that you've already been breached uh, at, at all times, right? You, 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 you need to be switched on, have all of those measures in place all the time and act and enforce those security measures as if you've been breached. Correct. And, and, and that mentality assists organization during a breach, right? The, the, the organization needs to do simulations. They need to be prepared, not just the IT, IT function within organization, all the way up to the board to simulate how they would react uh, when uh, uh, ransomware happens. So other breaches like di distributed denial of service, organization needs to have that, uh, I would say, uh, understanding of cyber at, at that level. The communications department needs to communicate better with the public when these uh, uh, breaches happen. Uh, the legal department needs to understand what to report to law enforcement and other regulatory bodies, like the, the information regulator in our case in South Africa for breaches of personally identifiable information. Uh, so, so basically what, what we are saying is Accenture is that um, cybersecurity is a team sport, right? It, it needs perfect execution of the basics. Get the basics right. Uh, get different capabilities within the team so that you can have a cohesive team understanding the risk and ready to react when things go bad. Mm. No, I think those are the really wise words, and I, and, I, and, I, and I do think, and I've been talking to a few organizations and asking this about, what do you guys do when you do have an attack? And, and you know, what you said just now is that you, you almost have to uh, act as if it's happening, because you will react a lot better when it does happen. Um, and, and how many organizations need to start deploying a SOC, for example, mm -hmm. a, a security operations center? Is that one of the things that is kind of a necessity in, in 2022 going forward? When you look at the threat response and you look at the threats that are hitting organizations, a, a security operations center surely is critical in most Absolutely. organizations. Absolutely. I mean, uh, imagine I keep driving a car without a dashboard. You know, you don't understand this, the speed that you are driving. You don't understand the engine uh, uh, temperature, you don't know if you've got enough oil, enough fuel. So imagine driving a car like that. It's very risky, very dangerous. Organization must have consistent monitoring of their environment to ensure that they are able to detect threats and, uh, and be proactive in how they deal with information security. Security operations center are critical uh, because if you don't have it, you'll never know when you are hit. You will you will see the 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 the, the, the breach if you are lucky, or you will hear that uh, your customer data has been released on the dark web and it's late at that point because then you, you it's going to be expensive to to recover from an incident like that. Therefore, that's why security operations center are so critical in ensuring that you've got that visibility across all the aspects of your of your network and infrastructure so very critical yeah and of course the the collaboration that you talk about you, you know once you've got that you're starting to form this the cyber threat intelligence yes. right and you you better understand how these criminals are working you better understand the modus operandi the kinds of threats that you're building up so having that intelligence to understand the cyber threats is equally correct important. yes and 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 again 
uh, we, we spoke earlier, Aki, about the um, uh, industry peers and collaboration, and and, and that, that's why the threat yes. intelligence come into play, where you can have a look at a sectoral uh, um, uh, intelligence and what that means for your organization and start putting mitigating uh, uh, steps in place before that threat happens to your to your. Uh, to your environment. If you are in manufacturing and you have got certain industrial control systems from a certain manufacturer and that control, industrial control system is vulnerable in Germany, it will be vulnerable in South Africa as well. So that that intelligence mm -hmm. brings a, a, a proactiveness into how you deal with cyber threats to say, I know that this has happened elsewhere in the world. Let me go and patch my environment to protect myself against it. So threat intelligence is critical uh, component of the security operations center, monitoring and understanding when you are putting threat feeds into the security operations center for better visibility, not just for your environment, but you also have to have that situational awareness of what's happening around you. Poland, how do you how do you think we as a as a country fare uh, when we compare ourselves to the rest of the world and and the continent as well? Now I ask that, and and I guess that you know the the big big organisations like the banks and the blue chip organisations etc. They've got all that security in place, and I think it's on the same level as what you'd see with the the global standards. But when you have so many small businesses in South Africa. I did read a report that South Africa and the continent per se lags a little bit behind when it comes to cybersecurity. So we really need to up our game. Where do you think we look at? We look like when we compare ourselves to the rest of the world. Are we are we right there with global standards, or are we lacking behind a little? I bit? think we are lagging behind a little bit, uh, Aki, uh, in terms of maturity and and and, and time to to protection. And if you look at, if you read a lot of uh, research around ransomware as an example, that it's big in small and medium enterprises. And I'm glad you raised you raised the, yes. the, that issue around um, uh, uh, what 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 is the landscape look like. It doesn't look good. Uh, but I can say that in the past five years, I've seen traction of many organizations, small organizations, making efforts to, to to protect their environment, making efforts to at least have a capability to be able to to stop ransomware and and to, to to just that understanding that we are now working in cyber and we need to protect ourselves i think that maturity is coming but we're not we're not at the developed world stage yet Okay, no, that's interesting. I mean, that's what I picked up. And of course, when you look at the, 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 the heart of this economy with those small and medium-sized yes. businesses, it's really critical for us to be very aware of the cyber threats and, and protect ourselves. Now, Papia is one thing that, uh, you know, scares the living daylights out of most organizations and how you protect your data. Uh, what does Papia mean for South African businesses? And I guess that whenever you hear of these kind of breaches, the word Papia comes up automatically and I, as a consumer, just with this recent threat you, you mentioned earlier about this credit organization, I you know, have some of mm. my records there. And I'm now questioning who has access to my data, who mm. has my bank accounts, who has my ID number. That petrifies me. And then Papia comes into it. And I think, how on earth am I, as a citizen, protected against these kind of incidents? Yes. Papia, uh, I think it's a, it's a very good legislation 
in, in ensuring that business, after collecting uh, citizens' personal information, treat that information re responsibly and and they don't abuse the information, right? If you look at one of the aspects of the of the of the act, it says that the subject, uh, the data subject, which is me, you, and everyone else in the country, must give consent, and that consent has got limitations, which is good because uh, I, I, when I'm dealing with a with my salon to cut my hair, I don't want them tomorrow to be selling to to be being contacted about insurance company because they've sold my data to an insurance company i think it's it's it goes to the heart of if, if you look at oecd guidelines in 1980 already they were putting together guidelines around how organizations should deal with privacy and personally identifiable information particularly when it has to cross borders so i think it's it's what it means for south african companies it puts a, 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 a huge responsibility on those organizations collecting this data on one, how they protect it and who they share it with and for what purpose. Because that's that's sort of at the core of the legislation yes. to ensure that if an organization uh, collects that data, they've got the responsibility processing it, they've got the responsibility and disposing of it. It also gives us, as citizens, rights to call this organization and ask, what information do you have about me? So what does that mean for a business? That means the business has to start implementing all these channels, uh, one for me as a citizen to call in and say, Mr. Company A, you, what information do you have about me and what are you using it for? And I can also request for that information to be disposed of. So, so it means the whole business uh, um, has to start thinking clearly about who has got access to, to this data, for what purpose, uh, and how long are we going to keep this data before we, we dispose it. So it's, I think it's, it's, it's a very good legislation. However, it puts a lot of responsibility on, 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 uh, and, uh, on these companies to start implementing processes to, to uh, comply to the legislation. Well, and when you look at cybersecurity threats, um, I'm just amazed at what you when you compare over the last decade. It's just it's just going like right, this, yes. right? It's not slowing down at all. And um, and you look at the, the 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 forecast for this year, and it's like billions of billions of dollars in ransomware, and it, the, the situation is really getting worse. It's it's growing exponentially out there. Do you ever think that we will get to a point where we will get uh, this thing stabilized or even a reduction in cyber threats going forward? But right now, it's it's a war out there that's happening with regards to security, and it doesn't seem to be slowing down at all. Uh, Aki, I don't think in the near future we'll see a slowdown. If you look at the proliferation of uh, Internet of Things, uh, the, the bringing in of uh, OT into into the mainstream cybersecurity. It means that new threats are being discovered in these environments. Uh, it, it also uh, increases the, the threat vector. And there's many places for, for, for the attack. And as innovation continues, innovation does not necessarily take security in most cases into account. IoT devices were, were innovated, not saying how do we secure this thing. They are great technology great technology 
but we now have to start thinking about whoa we've got all these great things how do we how do we protect them that is why i'm saying in the near future we're still going to see a continuous increase in 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 cyber threats Fascinating stuff. Well, listen, um, Boland, I really, really enjoyed chatting to you. Uh, Boland Litebe, who is the Accenture Security Lead for Africa, uh, talking about such an important topic. And I think that it's going to become increasingly important in organizations. You heard about the collaboration, that the criminals are collaborating with each other. They seem to be one step ahead of all of us when it comes to cybersecurity. And I think that we ourselves, in organizations, individuals, we need to be more aware where we need to collaborate we need to take the advice that boland has uh, shared with us today boland thank you so much for your time and uh, wish you well and uh, look forward to chatting to you again and getting another update on on a fascinating topic thanks i can thank you for the fascinating topic goodbye